Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. The storylines in basketball at the moment are unbelievable. Lauren Jackson and the Southside Flyers and the Sydney Uni Flames breaking the all-time attendance for a uh, a women's game of basketball in this country. The game itself came down to a a final shot. Melbourne United missing out narrowly by only a couple of points uh, on the playoffs. Of course, Perth being the beneficiary of that game. Uh, It would have been, and this is the bit that's been lost in the wash a little bit. We'll speak to Liam Santamaria. Uh, just in just a second about this, it would have been a throwdown. So if Perth miss out, it would have been Melbourne United versus South East Melbourne in a do-or-die game of basketball. And LeBron, he's on the brink of becoming the all-time leader in points scored in the NBA. He just uh, went to fourth all-time for assists. So he's going to be first in scoring and fourth in assists all-time in the history of the NBA. It is quite incredible. So that is a great text from you, Ryan. Uh, Liam Santamaria, I mentioned, he's an NBL analyst. He was on the call yesterday. He was on the crossover. He's a busy, busy man. He's been able to give us a few minutes of his time to break it all down. Liam, good morning. Morning, Josh. Uh, wasn't it a crazy a crazy day yesterday when it, uh, when it all played out at the end of the regular season? It was unbelievable. I was sitting back, uh, kids running around all over the place. I was just letting them go because I couldn't take the eyes off the TV. It was... The Melbourne United-Adelaide game played out how we thought it would for the most part. It was a high-scoring game, very entertaining game. Melbourne did their part, and then the Wildcats and Kings. i tell you what, we spoke with Tim Gossage earlier. The bit that was very interesting to me, Liam, was just how eager Sydney were to end the season of the Wildcats. Yeah, it was interesting. I was really intrigued to see how they would approach that game. Now, of course, approach their entire final weekend. They had the doubleheader. They played in Adelaide. They rested Xavier Cooks. The guys that were on the floor went hard and went after that game. And and then they come into that, that final game of the regular season. They're locked in the top spot. Uh, Derek Walton Jr. sits out because he had a bit of a, a wrist uh, issue, but... Um, the rest of the squad played, you know, the main guys played big minutes. There were a couple of guys on the roster who had, had who registered DMPCDs, and uh, they rolled them out and tried to win that game. Now, it was a little bit of a balance. Xavier Cook sat out crunch time, as much as you can have crunch time in a double-digit margin game, but the, the, down, down the stretch of, the, of that game. But, yeah, the rivalry is very real between Sydney and Perth. They, uh, they wanted to knock them out of the playoffs and, 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 and see if they could get that done. But they also wanted to take some form and momentum into the postseason. So it was a fascinating watch to see how Chase Buford and his guys went about that game. Uh, from a Perth perspective, now they're over the moon because they are telling me that their playoff uh, streak restarts. is a bit of dis- decision-making and uh, debate about whether that actually is or not. But uh, they now go to travel to Melbourne to face the Phoenix on Thursday night in a in a sudden-death game. So it's going to be an amazing uh, night of basketball with that big doubleheader this Thursday. 
Yes, it is. Yeah, the doubleheader, South East Melbourne hosting Perth 5 and 6. The loser gets knocked out. And, and then we'll go straight from there to far north Queensland. The 3 versus 4 uh, play-in game between Cairns and Tasmania. And the winner of that, of course, will go straight through to a semi-final series to match up against New Zealand. And then the loser will live to fight another day against whoever wins the Phoenix and the Wildcats. So two really intriguing games. No doubt massive crowds and big atmospheres in both of those arenas. And um, the Wildcats, as you say, they're in. Melbourne United, uh, heartbreaking for them the way it played out uh, yesterday afternoon in the end. But the Wildcats, the dangerous Wildcats, with Bryce Codd, Corey Webster, Brady Manick, Luke Travers uh, playing really, really well yesterday. Um, they're in the postseason. And look, it would be remarkable to, to go the distance from from a six-spot finish. You're going to have to win on the road. You're going to have to win on the road again. And then you're going to have to try to get it done from the from the semifinals onwards. But they are dangerous because they can really put points on the board in a hurry. What did you see from, from Luke Travis last night? He was He was all over the place. He was shooting the ball with confidence, which... We know has been, you know, a bit of an issue for him, even having the confidence. Sometimes he doesn't even look at the rim when he's uh, on the perimeter, but he shot the ball well. He got on the glass. He's a, he's the most athletic guy on the floor every time he's on the floor. So he was he was on the glass. He was uh, distributing the basketball. Tell us what you saw from Luke Travers last night. I saw the best game he's ever played, no doubt about it, as a pro. Um, I saw a sense of urgency. And uh, I saw a, a, a will from Luke Travers to assert his authority and his impact on the game. And it was something, that's something that, you know, we all, especially John really and the Perth Wildcat fans, have wanted to see from Travers game after game after game. Because look at what he did yesterday. He was the best player on the court in a, in a season-saving game for the Wildcats. Um, and... You know, there's an understanding that he can do this on a regular basis. Now, the shooting has been incredible in the second half of the season from Luke Travers. He's he's made a massive improvement in that regard. But um, just his uh, desire to be involved, to, you know, grab defensive rebounds. He had 22 points, 11 assists. They play him as a point forward with Corey Webster on one wing and Bryce Cotton on the other. And so he racked up six assists and did a good job distributing the ball. And, um, yeah, this is, what, this is what he can be. This is what the Cleveland Cavaliers saw in him when they drafted him and stashed him back in Perth, the potential to be this kind of impact player. And it's what the Wildcats want to see out of Travers, game in, game out. And, you know, hopefully they see it for their sake on Thursday night against South East Melbourne. Uh, I want to ask you about the coaches across the NBL because it seems like we've got a great bunch of coaches in terms of guys more than willing to show some 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 character and some emotion you know the AFL coaches are very very dry for the most part you don't get a lot from them uh but you know John really was wearing the the t-shirt last night and saying the bandwagon's full up Chase Buford's a, a conceded he's done some anger management classes um Simon mm-hmm. Mitchell likes to talk to talk Moody Mayors you know he carries on on the uh sidelines I know no one carries on quite like our own Andrew Gaze when he was coaching the Kings but we've got a bunch of head coaches in the NBL who are who aren't afraid to to be themselves and 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 talk a little bit of smack yeah that's 
I think that's true. Um, you know, I think it kind of builds from one to the next. Sometimes the coaches see, you know, how their peers um, behave, certainly in press conferences and the like, and then it maybe emboldens them to do similar and say, hey, listen, if he's going to talk about the referees a bit here, I'm going to come in and do the same so that we're not left behind. But, yeah, no, you're right. There's certainly plenty of, uh, plenty of characters and personalities amongst them. But I tell you what, the NBL for a long time has been a very, very well-coached league. Now, fans of different teams at different stages, when their team doesn't win and the like, will say this, that, and the other about coaches. But the respect for the, for the coaches in the, in the NBL internationally is really high. When I talk to you know, agents and, and um, you know, people overseas about the NBL, one of the comments we always hear is about how well-coached it is um, how well scouted it is. There's obviously not a whole heap of teams, just 10 teams. So there's a lot of scouting that takes place. Um, and, you know, the, the, the standard of coaching across the league has always been good. So you combine that with a bit of personality and uh, there's some fun to be had on the sidelines. Uh, before I let you go, Liam, and thanks for uh, jumping on and joining us to talk about the uh, craziness of the weekend, I need to get your tips. I know it's early. You might be still breaking down these Matchups, but uh, Thursday, February 9, 6.30, John Kane Arena, South East Melbourne hosting Perth. Uh, which way would you be leaning in that one? And then Cairns at the Cairns Convention Centre. They host the Jack Jumpers who are in form. They've won two of their past three. Sorry, they've won three of their past four, the Jackies. And we know they like to travel and uh, upset the apple cart. So where are, mm-hmm. you le- where are you leaning for these two? I'm leaning towards the home team. Um and, you know, part of the reason for me, South East Melbourne, the big thing for me for them is, will they have Ryan Brockoff back on the floor? Uh, they're, you know, if they have their entire squad and he's back out there, I think that they will uh, get the job done against the Wildcats. And in, in far north Queensland, I'm really concerned about this Josh Majet injury. Mm. You know, cop the knock to the face. The, 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 his, I heard reports yesterday about a fractured eye socket and a likely scenario where he's going to miss the entirety of the finals. And I think that's a major setback for the Jack Jumpers. I reckon that his influence on that team is a little bit underappreciated at times. So against a Taipans team who's been really good all year, dealing with their own injuries, of course, with Keanu Pinder, but uh, in front of that rabid fan base up there in far north Queensland, I think the Taipans will get the job done. Uh, it promises to be uh, a very exciting play-in tournament South East Melbourne hosting Perth and then Cairns hosting Tassie. And then onwards we go from there. Liam Santa Maria, thanks for jumping on. You're a very, very fine NBL analyst and we love having you here on Mornings. Thanks, Josh. Have a great day, mate.